are listening to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and I'm joined here each episode with my co-host, Chrissy Dunham. And we just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what the Bible has to say about worry and fear? Have you ever wondered how to decorate an odd-shaped room? Have you ever wondered how to make a quiche with a sweet potato crust? Well, you're in the right place because we talk about all the things. If we don't know the answers to some of life's biggest, most wonderful questions, the guests we have on certainly will. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. I am so excited to be with you today with my co-laborer and friend, Lisa Clark. We are recording from the Dallas, Texas area, and we talk about all things that you wonder about. So Lisa, is there anything in particular you've been wondering about lately before we start? I've been wondering when it's not going to be 100 degrees outside. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Well, I've heard that the hundreds are getting ready to be behind us. Yes. I don't know if it's true, but the day that we're recording this, it's in the upper 80s. So, I mean, I'll take it. No, it's been dreamy today. It has been dreamy today. A little overcast, 80s. Man, I know. Maybe we've turned the corner. They're telling us we have. So I'm counting on it. They're also saying El Nino or whatever (laughs) shows a very wintry winter. So I knew (gasps) when I saw that, I thought Chrissy is in heaven. Oh my goodness. She loves her winter. I love the winter. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Snow me in all the things. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's great. Oh, goodness. Well, we've had a great summer and now we've turned the corner into the fall season for sure. Football has started and all the things. It's always a busy time of the year, but a very fun, fun time of the year. One of my favorites Mm. of all time. But Lisa, we are going to kick off a series today, a book that I was introduced to years ago. I was trying to think earlier exactly where I got this. I don't know if it was seminary, but it was years and years ago. And it's Richard Foster's book on celebration of discipline, the path to spiritual growth. And you did a little, a teaser out there. Yeah. And I got a few comments. I don't know if you did about people's feelings on it. A lot of people knew about it. A lot of people Mm -hmm. didn't, Mm -hmm. but the people that knew about it were like, yeah, this is a classic and all these things. Yeah. I've read it six times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was shocked. I need to read it more than that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just one of those basics. It's Mm -hmm. spiritual disciplines. It's designed to do a total transformation of you as a person. If you practice these disciplines, you become more like Jesus. You Mm -hmm. become more like him Mm -hmm. is the whole premise of the book. It has been rewritten and updated and all those things. I think this is the 25th anniversary or, or something like something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Something like that, but it is so good in just it's basics. Yeah. But isn't that where we need to start? I mean, if you are a runner, you don't run for a week and then go try to make the Olympic team. Right. So this Christian life is a marathon. 
and you have to train and you have to do these disciplines in order to have a life that's pleasing to the Lord in order for you to enjoy life the way that he created you to be is really a better way to put it. Yeah. And I'm just not a disciplined person. So I need to hear this over and over and over. Over and over. And he's very clear in the book that God intends the disciplines of the spiritual life to be for ordinary human beings. So it's for me and you. This isn't, you know, having a disciplined spiritual life is not just for the pastors or the theologians or the seminary right. professors and their students. It's for us. It's for normal human beings. And whether you are a disciplined person in life, quote unquote, I think we're all disciplined in areas we really want to be disciplined in, but this is for all of us. And I talk about spiritual disciplines in my own life a lot, like the things that I feel like I'm more prone to love and grow in. And then there's things that I don't, we've talked about this on, on mm-hmm. the show a lot of times, Chrissy, mm-hmm. but this takes it to a whole new level because it divides it up and it explains it. And you're just like, you eat it up when you're reading it because you're like, okay, that makes this all palpable. Right. And I can take this in bite-sized chunks and really understand what this is all about and why the whys behind it. It's just so good. I've got the whole book underlined and highlighted and I'm not exaggerating about that. I was taking my own notes when I was reading it. I was underlining, I was starring, I was amening. It's just such a good read. So we're going to launch into the disciplines today. And I just, I think I don't know, y'all. And here's another thing I thought of, Chrissy. I want Liz to make us a screensaver with these disciplines on it. Wouldn't that be cool for that to pop up on your phone? So look for that, everybody. Look for that. We'll put that in our (gasps) link in bio. I just think it's a great way if that's just popping up on our phone to be like, okay, you're supposed to be more of a simple life. You're supposed to be quieter. You know, all those things. I Mm -hmm. just think if that's in my face, I want it in my face. Don't you? Yes. Yes, I I do. I want to be reminded over and over and over. And I think the Lord sent me a message because we had a guest speaker in our class and he talked about his life's bucket list. And you thought it was going to be, oh, here's all the things he wants to do. His bucket list is stuff like this. Okay. I will spend time with the Lord every day. I will Mm -hmm. eat clean. I will, you know, it's all Mm -hmm. these things that we all dream of doing, but he really, really does it. And he compared himself to a warrior that I have to be ready for battle each and every day, not only in my job, but my home and my marriage and my kids. And it just really struck me. And then I knew we were doing this. And it's just like the Lord is sending me a message loud and clear. Girl, you are not disciplined. It is time to get focused. And you're right. I need it in my face each and every day. So here is how the book is broke out. We're going to do three different podcast. The first one today is the inward disciplines, which is meditation, prayer, fasting, and study. Then the second podcast will be the outward disciplines, which is simplicity, solitude, submission, and service. And then the last podcast is corporate disciplines, which is confession, worship, guidance, and celebration. So Lisa, kick us off with meditation and what you learned or your thoughts. Okay. One thing he mentions here is that this is not about willpower. And I think that's really important for us to note, because if we have the willpower 
to do something or not to do something, whose power is that? <laughs> that's mm-hmm. us, right? Sorry. That's us. That's our own power. And that's not what this is about in the least. This is about Christ in us, Christ in you. So I think that's a really important thing to recognize as we delve into this. So let's start out. Let's start out with meditation. So I think we all have a picture in our mind about meditation or, you know, it's the Buddha with his, you know, hands folded in his <laughs> Buddha belly and he's sitting there and that's in my massage therapist room and, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so that's not what this is about. Meditation is not, we have preconceived notions about meditation, but that is not this. This is us quietly meditating on the word of God. This is us, you know, 58 times in the scripture, it talks about listening to God, reflecting on God's works, rehearsing God's deeds, ruminating on God's law. It's considering it all. That's meditating. That's meditating. So basically the discipline of meditation is being in his word. Is that kind of what you got out of this too, Chrissy? Okay. So I'm on the right track. So I'm looking for, as I meditate, I'm looking for a few things. The first one is changed behavior as a result of my encounter with God through his word. I'm also looking for a biblical understanding of exactly what's going on here. You know, what is the context of this scripture? How do I apply it in my own life? What does God want me to understand here? And then I'm also looking for just a love for the scripture. And just calmness in there and for it to transform my heart, for it to change me from the inside out. So that's kind of what I'm looking for as I spend time with God in his word through meditation. Christian meditation, very simply, is the ability to hear God's voice and obey his word. So as I'm reading the scripture, I'm wanting to hear God. And then my outward response to that is obeying his word. So I think it's very interesting because, you know, when we, we like to talk about, and our friend Carmen talks about this too, is taking it back to the garden. It all goes back to the garden, doesn't it? (laughs) Everything does. Everything goes back to the garden. So let's go back to the garden here. And what we see here is when God was communing with Adam and Eve in the garden, there was fellowship, there was communion, there was intimacy, but then sin entered. Sin entered the garden and the intimacy was lost. The communication was lost. Why? Because they felt inferior. They felt disregarded. They felt shy now around God. They felt like they needed to cover up. They needed to hide all of these things. And so the intimacy wasn't there. And then you go the next step. They're like, well, we need judges, you know. We need to hear from a man. We need a king. Do you see how it just, the transitions happened and the intimacy was just more lost through the generations because we as a people, that sin starts to just make a barrier between us and God. And we all of a sudden, you know, God is too, he confronts me too much with my sin. You know, I'm just conflicted here. I feel like I need to hide from God. Don't look at me, God. I'm afraid my sin is just right here. And so the relationship, the intimacy, all of it was at stake. So that's why when the New Testament tells us, and we learn through Hebrews and the gospels and everything that Jesus was better, Jesus is better because he bridged the gap between this. Now 
through the indwelling of his Holy Spirit, that intimacy has been restored. And so when we meditate on the scripture, that original intimacy that we had with God, it's there again. It's there again. It's just so beautiful how the Holy Spirit, when we really tap in and we get the spiritual discipline of meditating on the scripture, meditating on his word, spending time in prayer, which I think you're going to talk about in a minute, man, you're all of a sudden you're walking and talking with Jesus. You know, the song we sang this growing up and your parents, my parents sang it, my grandmother, you know, and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own, you know, Yep. That's the relationship we're yearning for. He's walking with us. He's talking with us. That's the result of meditation. It's so powerful, isn't it, Chrissy? Yes. And that song goes on to say, and the joy we share yes. as we dwell there. As we tarry and, there. Absolutely. Yes, dwell and tarry. And yes. I think that's where we make the mistake right. is we get up and go on our day. Yes. And we don't tarry and we don't abide and we don't dwell, which Mm. takes us to the next subject of prayer. Yes. Prayer is the most central because it ushers us into communion with Jesus. It ushers us in. It's just like you and I talking right now. We have the opportunity to do that with the almighty God, the one that created us, that created the earth, that created everything that is the beginning, the end. He is all things to all people. He is it. At the end of the day, it's all that matters. Right. And we have an opportunity to sit and talk with him minute by minute, day by day. One of the things he talked about was breathing. Prayer needs to be like breathing. It's just so natural and so easy. And that every little thing that comes up, you bring up to him. There is nothing too little. There is nothing too big. You're not bothering him. You're not pestering Mm -hmm. him. He wants to hear from you. And I equate it to our kids. When our kids, you can see they're hurting, but they don't want to talk about it. I want them to talk about it. I want to hear. I want to help them. And I can just see him as the father saying, if you'll just tell me, I already know. I already see it. I've already watched it. I already come talk to me. Let's talk about this. Let me help you. And one of the mistakes that I make in my prayer life that he talks about that I don't do is to tarry is to listen, to listen to him. So the number one thing is to listen, not just go through your acts or however your prayer plan is, but to stop and listen. If that means listening to worship music, if that means diving into the word and getting your mind straightened out, whatever it takes to get focused and concentrated on him, where you can have a conversation. Many people write in a book or a journal, Many people speak out loud. Many people are on their knees. They're laying on the floor. They are in a chair. There is no way that's better than the other. He just wants to talk with you. He is sitting there waiting on you each and every day. So the discipline of prayer brings us into the deepest and highest work of the human spirit. Real prayer is life creating and life changing. Mm. Another thing I've learned about prayer is for me, maybe not for everyone, but I feel like I was taught to this, you know, this acts thing, adoration, 
confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, which is awesome, and it's great, and I do use that. But let me tell you something. I'm learning that we need to be praying more just to get to know God. Yeah, praying more adoration to him and thanking him for all the things he's done. And when I get caught up in the adoration and the thanksgiving, I forget what I was going to ask about. Yeah. or I forget, you know, yeah. oh, I need to pray for my friend because I'm so caught up in who he is. And I think we as Western believers are caught up in us. And what can this prayer do for me? And I need you to answer this for me. And yes, there is a time for that. I have begged God. I've begged him for things and I still beg him for things and through tears and all the things. And yes, he wants that too. But there's also a time every day that we need to stop and just thank him for who he is, what he's done, what he's going to do. Prayer is all about faith is yes, it's asking, but knowing and believing that he can do it. But will you do it? Will you do it, Father? Will you answer this for me? And then that's totally up to him. We are not there to convince him. We are there to honor him, tell him who he is, that he has the power to do it. And then if we have time, give him the things that we're praying for. And yes, he wants to hear it. One of the things we need to be very careful of that you kind of touched on is that in order for him to hear us and to know us, we have to be in his will. We have to know who we are and that he knows us and we can't just pray to someone we don't know. So that takes time to get to know him, Lisa. It takes time to meditate, meditate on all the things of who he is. So A lot of times we pray and we don't get our prayers answered. We're like, well, forget that. People say prayer works. It doesn't. We've prayed with the wrong attitude. We've prayed with, we may have sin in our life that is blocking our communication with him. There are lots of things in prayer that we need to be very careful of. He talked about some misconceptions. And I just want to touch on these before we move to the next category. The first one is that the notion that prayer mainly involves asking things from God, which is what I've already touched on. It's not just asking things. It is getting to know him. Just like you and I became friends, we got to know each other. We need to get to know God. It's not just a vending machine where you put in some information and pull the lever and he gives you what you want. He wants a relationship, which is why he created us, which goes back to the garden, why he created Adam and Eve. He wanted communication. He wanted someone. The second misconception is that we view prayer as always a struggle. Sometimes I was like, oh gosh, I need to pray before I go. I've read the (laughs) word, but now I've got to pray. Yeah, That's a misconception. It is an honor and a privilege. And when you really sit and think about it, oh my goodness, you're talking to the creator of this world. The one that created me and my grandbabies and gave me breath this morning and I act like it's a burden. Right. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I want to be in constant communication with him, constantly talking to him, just like I would one of my girlfriends. Another misconception is that there is fear that our faith will crumble if he doesn't answer our prayers. We all have prayers that have not been answered. Right. And you may be blue or you may be sad for a couple of hours, maybe even a day. 
that your faith should withstand that because you know the word of God, which we'll talk about the word of God later, but you have to have faith. You believed in him. That's why you accepted him as your savior because of that faith. Have faith that he heard you. Have faith that he knows exactly what you knew. He said no because he knows better. He knows better than you do. His plan is bigger than yours. And his answer is always right. Always right. He is never, ever wrong. And the last thing is that prayer is the common teaching. It's just a common teaching that you pray once and all is good. That shows the lack of faith. Now, I thought that was interesting because I think I wear God out. I would never think just to pray once about something and walk away. I mean, I wear him out. So that one was interesting to me. That one has never crossed my mind that you pray once and it's over because you're like, why have faith? That faith's going to get me through. He didn't have to hear from me again. He heard me. No, he wants to hear you over and over and over. And I love that about him, that he never gives up on me and I'm never going to give up on him. So he calls us to the adventure of prayer and nothing grows us closer to the Lord than prayer. It's true. It's true. That's how we get to know God is talking that's to him right. exactly like we get to know our friends. So that's right. An amazing discipline. Let's move on to fasting. You big faster? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be. I need to be. Oh, the discipline of fasting. Okay. Two things about fasting. When you think about fasting, we kind of think it's something that they did in the middle ages. And, you know, that was back in the day, you know, interesting that it, Jesus, when he's talking to his disciples said, when you fast, not if so, okay, there's that. But the second thing is we're going to starve to death. You know, if I don't get three meals, uh, uh, So I think that's so funny because those are the two reasons people are like, I don't know that we're supposed to be fasting today. That was a middle ages thing, or I need my three meals a day. I don't want to starve to death. So we have to dive into this a little bit more and look at who was fasting in the scripture. A lot of the giants of the faith were fasting Moses, David, Elijah, Esther, Daniel, Anna, Paul and Jesus himself. And we know, we know that as well as even our modern day theologians and historians. So we know it's abstaining from food, but not just abstaining for food. I think intermittent fasting has become a big popular thing in our time. And that is all about resetting your gut health and maybe even for weight loss. But that is not what this is. Spiritual fasting is for spiritual purposes. And so that is the difference there. So let's talk about, I mean, we know in the scripture that it's well-documented that a lot, Esther, we did the whole study on Esther, you know, on the Wonder Podcast, and she fasted and prayed for three days. And so, and God spoke and delivered her people during that time. So it's a very important spiritual discipline. Is it a command? Is it a command? I don't think so. I don't get that it's the law. I don't think that it's a command. I think it is something that we do in our walk with the Lord to draw closer to him, to hear from him, to set aside the things of the world, just like it is meditation, just like it is prayer. So it's something that I think benefits us in our spiritual walk, but it's not a command. We are free because of the gospel and grace. We are on the side of grace. We are free to live our lives under grace. 
but there's expectations on us. And quite honestly, I don't want to be the same person today in Christ that I will be tomorrow. I want to continue to grow in my faith. And this is one of those ways that helps us grow. So like I said, there's no biblical laws that command regular fasting. Our freedom right. is in the gospel, but it, so that does not give us license. It gives us an opportunity to fast and to grow closer to the Lord. There's so much about this that I learned as we were looking at this, but there's some things that I think are good. So the primary reason of fasting is to worship God, mm-hmm. just us, you know, just you and the Lord, just spend that time of fasting, whatever it is. It can be a lot of different things. It can be a fast for 24 hours, which is what the book recommends you start out as just a lunch to lunch type thing. Mm-hmm. It can look like you want it to look or need it to look as you get started. But the primary reason is just to worship, to worship the Lord. Second one is to be sustained by the word of God and to realize that, oh, I'm not going to wither away by missing a meal. And God is going to fill me up with his word. The third thing is it keeps a balance in our life. Do you ever feel unbalanced? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We were just talking about this before we started recording. Life gets in the way of us really striving to grow in the Lord. And this brings back the balance. So what does it look like? It can look like a lot of different things. Like I said, they recommend a a 24-hour in the beginning with using some fresh fruit, some distilled water, really honing in on those, ignoring those hunger pains because newsflash, you are not going to die. Your body is conditioned to three meals a day. That is a 21st century thing. So go to another country and nobody eats like this. And so we are conditioned in a way. So when we miss a meal, our body's saying, whoa, hello, don't forget about me, but you are not hungry. So you have to withstand that and then get through that. And then look at the reward of this time with the Lord, the reward of fellowshipping with him, the closeness that comes from it, just the benefits of this spiritual discipline, really honing in on this one and saying, wow, I come away from here at peace. I come away from here knowing God more. I come away from here. And I think this is a key one, seeing things more clearly, seeing with the eyes of Christ. So good. So let's talk about studying the Bible. I love it. So study, Uh, there's a difference between meditation, doing my quiet time and study. Right. So when you do your quiet time, it's focused on you and you learning what to do with yourself. You yeah. know, I use a devotional book. It has a scripture and has a little writing. And then I go to the Bible and then I kind of read around before that scripture, after that scripture and kind of remind myself what's going on. Sometimes the Lord takes me other places that my mind jogs, but it's not a study time. It's more of a reflection, sure. more of, you know, learning something that I need to know that the Lord's showing me. So when it comes time to study, it looks totally different. A study basically involves four steps, whether you're reading a book or you are in a Bible study, or you just want to study something on your own. There are four steps to study. The first one is repetition. You know, when you're trying to learn a Bible verse or you're trying to learn something back when I was in school, I would repeat it over and over and over. And sometimes I put a song to it and all Mm. of that. And I can remember it, But ask me today, 
I didn't learn it. Yeah, I didn't learn it. It was just repetition. But the book emphasized that you want to do repetition. Like this is why they want people to read books. It's not just for knowledge. It's to get in this repetitive mode of reading and getting your mind going and not just watching TV or Netflix or playing a video game or anything like that, but really getting your mind going in the right way. And that reading is the best way to make that happen and repetition. And it comes to a point where you want to read. Like, gosh, I missed this. I want to do this over and over and over. The second thing is, concentration. Concentration helps you center the mind. And when you focus on the attention of what is being studied. So the natural ability of the brain is enhanced with singleness of purpose. In other words, you're focused on that one thing when we center our attention on that study. So like tonight, I'm going to Bible study and we're talking on prayer. So this week we focused on one particular subject. So when I go there tonight, because of that repetition, because every day it asked me to read something or do something or some activity, it was this repetitive thing. But then I also had to concentrate because each day was a little different, but it had the same overarching theme. Does that make sense? Yes. So you concentrate on it and it helps you center your attention on the middle of the subject that you're trying to do. In our culture today, he pointed out, everything's about distraction. Nothing wants you to be focused or centered on anything. Then not only is it repetition and concentration, but it's comprehension, knowledge. What does the Bible say? In John 8, 32, it says that the knowledge of the truth sets us free. Mm -hmm. The knowledge of truth sets us free. So it's all about this knowledge and comprehension focuses on the knowledge of truth. You have to comprehend it. Back when I was in school and I did the repetition thing, I could remember it for the test, but ask me a week later and I don't know what it is. So you have to concentrate and you have to comprehend it in order for it to take hold in your life. And then the last thing is reflection. And this is where I really fail, where you've done a Bible study or at the end of my study, I'm always just like, oh, good, I got it done. And then you need to reflect on all the things that you learned and all the things that were pointed out to you, because that defines the significance of what you're really studying. So not only is it the knowledge that you took in, but it's also the reflection. What am I going to do with this? How am I going to better my life? How is this going to make me closer to the Lord? And then that helps you see from God's perspective why he wanted you to study this, why he wanted you to be in this Bible study, why he wanted you to read this book is because it's something you need to work on, which is why I think God led us to this book. Because for me personally, I need to reflect on all the things we just talked about. Yeah. All the things I need to experience all that. He talked about that with study, you take the things that you've studied and the knowledge you've gained and you put it with your experience. And that's kind of how you view life. And isn't that true? It is true. 
you do a study and then you put your experience with it and you're right. like, oh yeah, well, you know, God has answered my prayers. Here's some proof. I have right. it documented. So I just think these inward disciplines are very mm. important for us mm. and something that we need to refresh our minds in. And I just love the way we've kicked off this series with this Richard Foster book. And I'm excited to implement them again in my life. Me too. And I, I'm excited to read it for the first time. I'd never heard of the book. And so I'm super challenged by it. I think the mic drop moment for me, Chrissy, at the end of the inward disciplines was when he said, anyone who is after a little word from God for today is not interested in the discipline of study. So he said, daily devotional reading is certainly commendable, but it is not study. So I think for any of us, it's just, okay, am I ready to go a little deeper? And as a Christian, and I've been, you know, walking with the Lord for a good time now, it's time to go a little bit further. And I think that is just good encouragement for all of us. He's not trying to beat us over the head, but he's saying, if this is an area of your life that needs to be disciplined, then study needs to be one that maybe you focus on a little bit more. Well, super fun and encouraging and really challenging. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm looking forward to the outward disciplines coming up in a few weeks. That's right. We appreciate you guys listening. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, put those in our information area and we'd love to hear from you. And we pray that God blesses you in amazing ways this week. We will see you next time. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. We are thrilled that you've spent this time with us. Just want to say thank you. We also want to make sure you're aware that we have another podcast called Raising Sinners. It's on the Christian Parenting Network. And we would love for you to join us there, too. If you've got kiddos or know someone who does, check us out at Raising Sinners, the podcast for parents. And lastly, Chrissy and I also want to just thank those of you who have been so generous to support our podcast ministry. If you're interested in doing that, we would love for you to go to chrissydunham.org and click on the party table. You can make any size donation and all of those proceeds go to help us with our podcast ministry. So if you've done that before, we thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to check it out, please do. So God bless you. And thanks again for listening to this episode of the Wonder Podcast. Mm -hmm.